Hello out there, gym owners. This week, we're going to talk to you about something very near and dear to John and I's heart. The results that you deliver in your gym, they're the most important thing, in our opinion. I think that it is a thing that gym owners tend to, and not gym owners necessarily, but the the people that are trying to sell to gym owners very often mm-hmm. just gloss over this subject completely. They just sail over it and go, you need more leads, more leads, more leads, money, advertising, marketing, leads, leads, more money, more money, keep packing people in this, this simple system, blah, 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 blah. And I think it ends up, we've talked about this in the past, it ends up trashing your reputation in the long run because there is not only is there no emphasis on quality control, I could give them a pass if they went, we're on the assumption that you're great at what do and that but the problem is i think a lot of them the products the processes the way that they sell is really made for that churn and burn tons of people in tons of people out nobody really sticks around we got your money you're gonna fail people fail at fitness anyways so who gives a shit and it just completely just dissolves a lot of the trust that you have within your community and so that's something we want to go out today we want to tell you ways that we work with our gym owners in the gear Academy to make sure that their marketing, their advertising, their content strategies, their sales process all aligns with a very high quality, um, high likelihood of positive outcome service that happens on the floor. I think it's the most important thing. It's the reason that I am in this business. It's the reason I opened my own gym is because you can make this shit work and it can make you money. And if you want to do it for the long haul, your reputation out there on the street needs to be, if I want to lose 20 pounds, what's my likelihood of success? I go to this place. They have the reputation where that's where everyone I know who's gone there, who's wanted to get results has got it. And they say, it's great. And the coach, like that needs to be a priority. It cannot be, oh, they got me for 600 bucks and I never really kind of this, or, oh, I got locked into a contract and I never really like love. That can't be the way it goes. Okay. So before we get into the details of this, we're going to cover today, we're going to cover your marketing, your sales process, the way you present your offers to give everybody a high likelihood of success, and then how to actually deliver quality control systems within your gym to make sure your coaches have a chance to develop um, and that the constant priority within your business is quality coaching, quality results, quality outcomes. Before we get started, make sure you go to gymownersrevolution.com. That's where you're going to find the Gear Academy. That's where you're going to find all our blog posts and all of the old transcripts and podcast articles and the episodes are all sitting on there. In the link in our description, you're going to find the gear, uh, the shit, John, the gym owners, the gym owners revolution, Facebook group. we got too many different things running at one time. The gym owners revolution, Facebook group. There's also where we put a bunch of all of our new content drops there. That's where we have the video episodes. So before we move on, make sure you go and do that. Follow at the gym owners podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and stone and my fearless partner over there. John can be found where? At J Banks FL. All right, John, let's dive into it. The the end of the of the piece of somebody's business that we see most of these consultants come in and deal with is what lead generation. Always leads, sales, leads, sales. We'll teach you how to sell. We'll give you swipe files. Lead sales, lead sales. And most of the ones that we've worked with when we've helped gyms implement and work with gyms that implement other people's systems. Um, we just saw that it was a shitty product more than anything else. And it wasn't that the gym or the coaches were bad. It was that by the way that they were selling, the way they were presenting and the way they were getting these leads in and the products that they were placing these people into were shitty and gave them a low chance of success, picking people that had a low chance of success, just taking their money and running them through something that was really did not have a good chance of making it work and doing so in a way where while you, when you push to scale that quickly, uh, your coaches, your systems, you can't manage any of it well. There is no ability that you really have at that scale to just overwhelm your system and do a fucking good job and to really care about the people and make sure they get the outcomes that they're there for. To really care about the people, I think, is the crux of it, right? Because yeah. that's really what always came across as we dealt with. And I'm sure if you've ever dealt with, as a gym owner that's listening to this, if you've ever dealt with consultants or people that are going to come in and help with the business of the gym, it's they're, they're so it's so disingenuous. Yeah. It just it's it's clearly disingenuous. And we've gone hard at like the issues when you have 
swipe files or copy and paste or these types of things that have worked for some person, some group at some point, and now you're trying to plug it into yours. But what happens is that the disingenuous nature of all the systems that you then adopt and bring in, how it gets executed, it's almost as though it's almost as though on purpose, it's like the client is the last person that's being thought of. So every message that gets sent out, just how it clashes with your brand. There's a reason why when I talk to gym owners that have dealt with other groups or dealt with like business consultants that have come into the gym, typically it's like, well, my gym owner or the previous gym owner, they brought somebody in. I mean, shit, you and I were talking to somebody completely unrelated now over a year ago. And he's just like, yeah, we just, as members, we knew that they brought somebody in and like everything changed. It was so sleazy and so weird and uncomfortable. His words were, it was like a very dark, dark era within the gym. It was like, there was this shitty dark energy. And he said for like a year and a half and a lot of people left, a lot of people soured to the, not only the business, but like the people you used to trust. And they're like, who the fuck are you? Why are you doing this here? Um, And so it has to send up red flags, right? Like as you were, anything that you're in, if your clients are the last people that they're thinking of, that becomes a serious problem. Like it has to be something that like just that you get hip to pretty quick and realize, all right, do they think that like the coaching aspect of this really could just be plug and play? Everyone's the same. It doesn't really matter. They're all kind of lazy pieces of shit. So they just need to be doing something like you don't even need an actual physical business anymore. Yeah, Your location virtual. is irrelevant. Virtual, virtual, yeah. If that's the vibe, there's a lot of signs that are like, this is probably not going to be for me. Yeah. And so your client's success, your client's experience, that is what your brand is. That's it, right? What are they doing when they're there? What is that experience like for them? And what are their outcomes? That is it. That is essentially what your brand is. Fold your own personality into that. But that all fits what your what their experience really is. And that's what you need to define very early on, right? And in my opinion, if you're selling a coached product, which is a, a, an actual service as opposed to a, a key, right? If you're 24-hour gym only, that's one thing. Then there are other ways to build your brand and there's a vibe that you can construct. There's other ways of quality control when it's a, just simply a physical facility. But when you're selling a service, you are already elevated into the premium market, frankly. You're immediately in a premium price bracket compared to your Planet Fitnesses and other 24-hour arrangements. Okay, You're automatically four to five times what they charge at a minimum if you're doing group classes alone. So there's no way that you're going to compete at that low end. The problem is then if you're someone's first, first impression of you is sloppy, uninterested, disinterested, quick turn and burn. That's a big problem. So when your brand is set up about, okay, we coach people. That is a valuable experience. That is to get you these results, whether you're specializing in off season sports sports performance stuff. Well, great. Now those outcomes need to be what your marketing is, right? So we're going to touch on the marketing stuff now. So your, those outcomes are what you're talking about very specifically. It's not just about your location, like all the other things we talk about, your location, your branding, your coaching, your personality, but very specifically your marketing right now needs to be focused on client outcomes because all the other stuff is just tools that you use tools that you use to deliver those outcomes. And that can all be part of your marketing. But in the end, what you need to be marketing towards is what are you trying to accomplish, right? That's the first question we ask in our sales process. What are you trying to accomplish? I want to run faster. I want to jump higher. I want to get skinnier. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to, whatever it is, that now needs to be what you're talking about. Now, when we, we talk in the past about how to get great testimonials, things like that, that's a part of it. Making sure you're getting testimonials, uh, making sure you're using clients' own words, showing before and after pictures. You need to be known as the place where people go to accomplish this. And it's a big problem in the fitness industry is that not a lot of places have reputations for results. That's why the fitness industry has a bad reputation. They have reputations of being a place where you go and try and hope that things kind of work out for you. And then a lot of people fail. More people fail than succeed when they join a gym membership, when they join a gym to actually accomplish the results they're out to get. And to really change your life, way more fail than succeed 
So as an industry, you can very easily rise above everybody else around you by making your branding about results, not $50 memberships or $40 memberships or $1 intro offers. That can be a part of it, but it's got to be about the results. Talk about the results your clients are getting, show them, have them talk about them, use their words, use whatever that is. But if I'm looking to join a gym to lose 20 pounds, there should be a place that I believe gives me a high likelihood of, of achieving that goal. And that place is it's in my area. We're brick and mortar buildings. So you're marketing, you're in an area. They treat this like you're a retail store or a grocery store or whatever thing that's a, you are in this specific town. You got maybe, what are we talking, John? Five miles? Five, probably five, five mile miles, radius. 10 miles tops. Yeah. Ain't nobody going any further than that for any level of coaching, frankly, not some will. But not enough to feed you, right? So, no. so you really are you need to double down on the area that you're in, which means you can't make you can't make mistakes. Okay, you really do have to be in a place where people know you as the place that people go and get done what they want to get done. And this can feel like, and I want to share right. So we were talking to a gym owner yesterday, and he was talking about. So we, we we've been working with him on this concept of the testimonial concept. Just get that testimonial out, get testimonials out as you start to build who your people are. So ultimately the brand that we're dealing with can be a, for this particular gym owner can be pretty common, right? It's they're, they're young people, they're fit. They are, the gym's not very big, right? They they stay small. It's very boutique style, small, you know, however Coaches you want to call it. They're all in their mid twenties. Right. right. Yeah. So that is, at their core, the majority of their members are those people. But as we've been working with this gym owner, he desperately wants to be able to get different styles of people. So he's played a little bit in like family advertising, talking about in his content that he puts out, the idea of being healthy for your family or those types of people. And all of a sudden he starts realizing he gets people that are now radically different than folks that have been in his gym before. Now folks that are over 50, their goals are more aligned with what we're talking about which is they want to lose weight or they want to be able to be in better shape, be able to play with their grandkids or whatever, fill in the blank. Their kids are tired of seeing dad putting weight on every year and they just want dad to be healthier. So he just gets a testimonial of one of the 50 plus year old members that he has. And as he's just naturally interviewing her and getting the testimonial put together, because he ended up doing a video, which you don't have to do, but if it will, if you're quick and you're able to do it, then by all means do it. But he was doing it. And during the interview, she just talked about how it was amazing because her blood pressure lowered. Yeah. Cholesterol numbers dropped a few, a few measurable points that were out there. It was weight loss. Um, cholesterol numbers went from here to here. It was a very normal, genuine. regular, genuine conversation though. And, and by the way, things that not numbers that I'm not even like, like, I don't know, right. but I'm sure it's, it's all good. He posted about that and almost immediately he gets like two other people who don't know this person who are in their fifties and go, Hey, I've got high cholesterol. That's me. Exactly. Yeah. And what's crazy is that means then that this person has seen his shit. Mm -hmm. And so this is where you don't know, like people are seeing the stuff that you're putting out, but you don't get messages because you are not connecting with them. Yeah. And so this is kind of gets that larger conversation of like, I don't know if you come out and say, do you want a complete and total body transformation? If that connects with that woman either. Yeah. That ends up reaching out and saying, hey, this is me too. I'm that. And I want to be able. So the, spe the specificity that was exactly. used in that really is the key because the Correct. specificity of the desired outcome and the specificity of the outcome is really what crushed it for. Right. That's it. Because you could have done all the other stuff. You could have done the, hey, are you in your 50s and want to lose some weight? And drop? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that they did that, we did this. This person accomplished this. These are the numbers that changed down in this weight. This person is in their 50s. Now a person in their 50s goes, my doctor said I have high cholesterol. I need to do this versus talking about the overall overarching benefits of exercise. Mm -hmm. This doesn't do that much. Then you just sound like another gym. You're just another gym. Yeah. And they don't even care then these leads, they don't even care about the, really the facility is secondary. They don't know anything about at this moment, 
where it is, what type of facility it's in, who this person is that's coaching. They don't know any of it and they don't give a fuck. This is the most important thing when it comes to selling fitness. You and your gym and your personality and the things you know rank way near the bottom of that fucking list when compared to what can you do for somebody? Correct. Can you help them accomplish the things that they're there to accomplish? And have you done it before? That's proof of concept. And now they're in. They're all in. That's why you don't. I'm all about certifications and shit like this or whatever, I guess. I think you should learn. And we'll get into quality control. Actually, the, the quality of your coaching here is the kind of the last step we're going to cover today. But just know that none of those things will sell anybody on anything. And oh. anybody, any regular person who like won't work with you because you don't have a, you, you have your CrossFit level one, but not level two, or you have your level two, but not your level three, or you have some in, in a whatever you got your NAACPSM award or whatever the hell it is that they're giving out for certifications now in this over diluted market that only fitnesses fitness professionals know it doesn't matter to any of your clients not at all whatsoever none zero absolutely none the and only that, thing that matters is what what you what can you do for them and the problem is that truth is real right like it, it it doesn't fucking matter what certifications you have the problem is we can't go so far off the rails to be like well then therefore coaching doesn't matter or the quality doesn't matter yeah. like it's, it's it's so it ends up being a very slippery slope that folks just take advantage of being like it doesn't matter fucking who cares it's yeah. just we're gonna put out a drip sequence and it's gonna come to them every third day and you don't have to do anything and we're just gonna put it on autopilot and we're, you're gonna be a millionaire and your brand is gonna suck dick so yeah. It is that that piece, though, of being that hyper specific, like you talked about, that hyper specificity, the language that is used in that testimonial, you and any other swipe file that you think is a gym owner that you're going to come up with or copy and paste will not resonate in that level of specificity. You yeah. will not be able to chat GPT it. You won't be able you just because there's a reason why. He posted it and immediately got a lead. And yeah. it's because it's so specific, that effort of being able to get those people to share. So this is always what drives me crazy. When we talk about on the marketing side and we speak to gym owners, it's, well, we, we I was talking to another gym owner. I have all these college girls. All these college girls are in my gym because we're close to the university and no one looks like me and the owners in her you know, upper 40s. And she was, and I was really surprised that we have all these women that look nothing like me, where I thought the style of training that we were going to do would resonate with women like me. You look for two fucking seconds at the Instagram account and it's all who Tyler, who's the only people that are all over the Instagram account, college chicks, college chicks, <laughs> they're all fit, young college chicks. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you're telling me that your avatar is a you, and who you would prefer to do business with are women in their 40s that own their own business or are professionals. They're nowhere, nothing yeah, inside of this demographic that you don't necessarily, it's not that you don't want them, but it's not your top priority. B, represent such a high percentage of the content you're putting out because that's what people are going to see. They scroll through your feed and go, oh, this is a place for these types of people and not me. Correct. Yeah. That's, um, now one of the things I think that is, interesting about this game is as you level this up as well we're, john and i are talking about specifically talking about the outcomes and specifics about these outcomes more than anything else that's important it's a, it's important that you get them of course but it's also that you shine on a a different level you'll always hear me talk about losing 20 pounds losing 10 pounds but you want to take a take a leveled up approach even further things that i've been seeing on the internet that move around that get a lot of distance with average people and i'm not talking about fit people you guys got to get out of your fitness fucking vortex of people with fitness jobs and people that do fitness account shit. But the things that resonate with like average people, I've seen a bunch of these posts out there recently, just getting spread around organically on Facebook. It's like a video of someone doing these exercises here. And it's, but it's very specifically like, want to get rid of the mom pooch, you know, yep. your low, lower belly after having kids. And it's these exercises. If you're a coach and you want to help moms lose weight, one, you don't need to put out and, and, a thing about an exercise that'll help do it, right? You can, if you have a mom who <laughs> you've coached who's lost 15 pounds, when when you're ha having her talk on a video or whether you're using her quote, lead this conversation into a place where it talks about not only I lose 15 pounds, but I lost that 
that thing that I'm really self-conscious about here. That is that level of zooming in, that level of specificity. That's a specific need, a specific concern of theirs beyond just losing the weight. It's it's here. Mm-hmm. It's this stubborn stuff here, here. You know, do you not want flappy arm stuff? I'm so yeah. glad that that went away when I worked here. That type of stuff, that will, I will say you will nearly double the level of interest that the leads that you get when they're responding to something like that versus here's a gym. All other gyms are gyms. This is also a gym. Gyms, you can kind of do gym stuff and maybe you, or maybe not, you'll get some outcomes. No, no, you got to zoom in. You got to be specific and you got to, you got to ride the successes that you have and don't, and don't sleep on them. That's the worst thing is you get a a mom comes in postpartum and you help her lose 25, 30 pounds in the year. That is amazing. You've changed life. Talk about the specifics. Let her talk about the specifics, the specific things that bothered her. And by the way, you don't got to put her on camera. Ask her about those things. Right. Show the picture and then just use a quote. One of our clients said this was the best thing we helped her lose is the under the arm fat. And it's interesting when I go in and I, and I, um, before I meet with the gym owner, right, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do some research. And so I'm going to be on their website. I'm going to look at their coaches and I want to get a feel for what they've been building out. That level of specificity is always found on your websites. Yeah. Like if I go to the coaches section, a lot of gyms, a lot of CrossFit gyms will have some middle-aged woman that specializes in postpartum. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be very specific. But if I go to the Instagram account, <laughs> nowhere to be fucking found. Yeah. You don't ever mention it. And talk about something that's so unique or differentiating between you and all those people that have gyms and do gym things and you can have a gym, be, do all that gen- general shit. It's missing. And the fact is that it's at this level, if you're not a Planet Fitness, if you're not one of the larger box gyms, you have to be able to clearly point to what makes you good and what makes you better because you can't afford not to. Yeah, It is your leading point for why people come to you and work with you. And I also think that saying, and I want to elaborate on saying better than the other guys isn't even necessarily a term you need to be using or even that you're different. You talking about and actually showing results, relentlessly talking about the results, relentless content about the results and the successes that you deliver. People want that. They don't want a gym. So when you start to lean into that now, all of a sudden the word is out. That that's the place where I go to get that. Listen, there, if there's a new shop in town that has, does like rims on cars and trucks and they fucking rule, they like, I mean, it's really sweet. And I don't give a shit about who owns it or what the name of the company is. I start seeing these fucking wheels rolling around town and I'm like, God damn it. I want those bad. And then you find out that's the place that's okay. Well now when I want wheels, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. That's it. Why? It's not because the guy said he's a professional. I know nothing about it. I know nothing about anything. I saw the wheels that I want. Did you ask about his cert- Did you ask about his certifications, Tyler? Not a clue. Not a clue. Definitely, probably done some time. That's my guess. <laughs> it's probably why they're so much better. It's but 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 it is right. It's like it's but it's almost yeah. And it's such a good contrast or comparison because it is exactly what it is. Is that your results are walking around your town. Yeah. And, te- and someone loses 30, 40 pounds in your gym. Everyone at their job is asking them about it. Everyone in their family is telling them they look great. Mm-hmm. You like that on its own is great for referrals and all stuff. It's that becomes your reputation, you know, but that it still moves slow. You put that out there and then combine that with running, say, Facebook ads, doing even traditional marketing. Quit putting your fucking logo on shit and just putting it out there. What did some, what did you help someone accomplish? What is that? It's the results that you're selling. Sell that, please, please sell that. So when you're running Facebook ads, one of the things that we talked about a lot, because you're running ads, paid advertisements, it doesn't take very much money to saturate your market. If you're advertising outside of 10 miles from your place, you're wasting every penny that you put out there, unless you're in a virtual business, but you're absolutely wasting it. Those people are not driving. Every lead you get, the further away from your location has a lower likelihood of, because it's just more work. Yeah. more work for them to get to you it just ends up being a lot i'm not driving i got everywhere that i go is within seven minutes oh you know, I, sure. I keep it pretty tight so like i'm not gonna go 
and this is a small town, but I'm not going to go to a town, a gym that's on the opposite side of town. If I don't absolutely have to, it would have to be miles above and better. And I would have to know all of that well before. It would be level of specificity would be the only thing. Exactly. Exactly. If I'm on the opposite side of town, but massonomics is very far away. Well, that's what I, that's the vibe I want. That's what I need. That's where I'll go. But that's about the only, there's nothing else that is exceptional enough or specific to my needs that would move the needle for me at all. So running ads though, if you're running ads that are just about your gym, you're paying for every eye that gets on it, everyone. And so know that people are going to start seeing the same ad multiple times. You're going to, your stuff's going to be seen all over, right? Mm-hmm. Just I'm okay with people seeing things, seeing general content. Like here's us, here's some smiling faces. Here's, you know, a list of the types of things we do. Here's some classes. You put out different stuff with your ads. There's nothing worse than running one ad and fucking letting it just run forever. Months. Months and months, but you got to be switching it up to the point where then once people have seen your stuff often and we run ads locally here, I see them them constantly for the gyms that we help with, the local gyms that I work with, see them all over the place. And one of the things we began to notice was I've already seen that one and there is no opportunity to compel me any further. Correct. And that's where specificity matters, not just in what the outcomes you can deliver are, but what is the product that you're selling now? What is the offer? When do I need to get signed up? What does it cost? I need more information. So beyond general awareness in your marketing, you need to actually be informed. As a, If you want your leads that you're paying for to convert, they need more information. Or you're going to be paying for leads that have very little interest and a very low chance of converting because they don't know anything about you, what you can do for people or what your reputation is, what your offer is, what products you actually have, what the price is or what this deal is at all. That just goes, eh, okay, yeah, maybe I'll kind of, like, someone who says yes to that, like, sure, I'm interested, but I have no fucking information whatsoever. Every new piece of information they get that doesn't align with their preconceived notions is going to stop them from joining. Every new piece, which is why it's very important in this new day and age for for your, the leads you're trying to generate interest from, they need to be informed before they reach you. Now, that may mean that you're not getting this big, huge influx of leads. But if you're not some just ruthless salesman trying to sell people into products they won't, they don't want, don't need, that can't help them, then you need to spend a little bit more time, a little bit more effort on the front end so that then when you are getting these leads, these people know, hey, I saw your stuff. That lady who lost the cholesterol, that is exactly what I want to do. My doctor said the same exact thing. To, that's all they care about. And they say, I know that, you're, that this offer here is half off my first month. I'd love to get in and get started. That is a lead that rocks versus I saw Jim. Jim said free day, free trial. I clicked free trial. What does that mean? And they just go, what does it cost? And they hear cost. They've Bingo. never heard anything about what it can do for them. Because the only thing that lured them there was the word free. Yep. And not so, your brand and not it. the successes and not the things that you do well. None of it. Because it's Jim. But, but think about the contrast. The contrast between the spot that's selling rims. You didn't ask how much it was for the rims. Do you know why? Because I just assume it's a lot and I'm okay with it. Because they look awesome. Yeah. It's the same thing. Awesome is what I want. I do the same thing with tattoos, right? I'm in the market for tattooing. So when I see people with shit tattoos, I ask, hey, where did you get yeah, that? Yeah. And now I know that's not the shop mm-hmm. that I'm going. But man, when I see people with really good ones, I'm like, oh, that must be from either out of town or yeah. if they're in town, where? I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. so again, I'm not asking how much were those? No. So this is, it, it's such a stark contrast because now it ends up being a conversation that starts off with an end result, something that someone truly wants that ties back to the quality of what you do totally different than a conversation about what the price is because if we're just saying hey it's free free tattoos <laughs> okay well that sounds good but what's the catch is it clean like what is the, what are the problems with it to think that it, when you only offer something free or when you offer something that's only going to be price first the only question that you're going to get is going to be how much send me your pricing Yep. So when we hear that, we hear those complaints. We hear complaints. They don't know what you can do for them. Bingo. 
And it means that your ads are only attracting people that are looking for an offer-based conversation, like a price-based conversation. But you haven't even put that out there yet, which means that's the only thing, which means I am I have changed 180 and now I'll double down on this. Put your goddamn prices out there. Even if you're going to do a half price offer, that's a perfect opportunity to go half off your first month, write what the month is for your group classes, put one line through it so they know what they're paying after the second, after the first month, and then put the deal in there. But put it there and fucking own it so that the people who go, I would never pay that for for fitness classes or whatever this is or coaching so they don't fucking bother you mm. and so that when they have the money and when they actually have the need and all the other places that don't do fuck all for them fail them they know in the back of their mind that you do it better because not only do you charge more which they no matter what that's going to be equated with value which is it is a nicer product um, but hopefully you've listened to the first 30 minutes of this podcast and you are putting out other things that make when someone does a little bit of a click through in your social media, whatever, your website, your Google business, uh, that it is actually attracting people based on things that people want. Right. So let's move on to the second part, though. Second thing now, okay, the first part, marketing, that's marketing about your successes in a way that will attract people who are ready to actually have those same successes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm an extreme powerlifting gym and Susie scared to do step-ups you know, wants to lose 15 pounds in her 60s is not going to come in and listen to Pantera and slam some bars. She may get there eventually, but very likely it's going to scare her. She's not going to come a lot. It's not going to be her vibe. She's not going to show up much. It's not going to be her type of training and she's not going to get the results she's there to, she wants. So it's just, it's not going to work if there's misalignment on the marketing side, on the attracting side of it. Then becomes what your offer is. Your sales process, specifically your offer stack, but how this conversation goes. This is a principle that John and I, the second principle that we're, we're covering in this episode, is fundamental to everything that we do. And that is about giving people a choice, allowing them to communicate thoroughly what they want to accomplish and what's in the way of it, and then let them choose the assembly of products that they want that fits their budget, fits their desire to succeed, and kind of melds those two things together. There's a lot of awesome cars I want that I can't afford. And that's fine. So what I buy is a car that I can afford that has the best amount of features that I want. But Tyler, if you, the best thing that I can get into. But if you stop paying for Netflix and stop buying McDonald's and stop doing all this stuff, you could pull that money together, Tyler. You could probably afford that really expensive I car. Sure, I sure could. <laughs> but that does nothing for me. In the end, you know, like people are going to live the way they're going to live and it's my choice, right? It's it's always their choice. And I think that having this baked in, and we're, we'll walk you step-by-step step through the sales process that we do. We've done it before. Um, but I just want to touch on, in this context, I think this will make a lot of sense to you guys as the listener. So the first thing is getting all of your services in front of them so that they know at any given moment throughout the course of their journey with you, if they do choose to say yes and start something with you, that they always know what else you can do for them. And they should be reminded of that often as well throughout the process so that wherever they get in, if it's, hey, I started a, this really expensive product, I hope we can kickstart some progress because I can't afford this forever, but I really want to right now. And then I'll jump back down to your group classes or your 24-hour thing or some sort of partial situation where I can still get the coaching I need, but let's jumpstart this and then I want to move down. Or it may be, I don't have the money now, let's get in and get moving and then I'll save some money because now I know how much it costs for me to move to this other product that I want, I just can't afford right now. <clears throat> now that is about giving them the long-term chance of success, that they're always allowed to like move around and make adjustments or adjust their commitment or uh, just stay within the pocket when you're with, within your business so you can constantly keep helping them. If you're selling fitness, what's going to help in the long run is going to be you helping people for the long run, for sure. <laughs> they need to stay with you. Like with the if I'm coaching somebody for five years and they are not fitter, better, stronger, leaner, happier, whatever that is, at the end of it, that's at five years, it's almost on me for not firing them or having some hard conversations. So it's important that you give them the ability to stay with you and to know that there's other things you can do, that there are levels to this game and that they can play on different levels at different times of the year. Um, the big one, though, is in the beginning is giving them a choice as well. 
So where we start every conversation with is every sales conversation starts with what are you trying to accomplish this next few months? That's the big question. What are you trying to accomplish these next few months? They're going to tell you. Verbalizing that's very important to them or very important for you. It's very important for them. But then as soon as they've said that, you're going to ask, you know, what's, what has stopped you from reaching these goals in the past? And you can kind of drop some hints, but usually they're going to say, oh, food stuff. And they'll, ident- they'll identify all the things that they need help with. I go in the gym. I never really know what to do. Or, you know, I've been lifting for a while, but my knee's been bothering me. So I really can't do this or that. Or it's like, you know, I have a hard time motivating myself or I don't know. I just need, I can never stick to a diet. I can never really stick to a food plan or I don't know what works or I tried keto and that would kind of worked and didn't. So they're going to lay all this stuff out there. All that is, is just bait on a hook for you. Go in and bite it, snag it Mm -hmm. up then. So then the next thing you're going to say is perfect. And whether they've already decided at this point, whether they've already going to group fitness or one-on-one, you can kind of, depending on your system and the products you have, um, I think that there's kind of different flows to this. But basically, once they've identified what they're trying to accomplish and the barriers to them accomplishing it, you're just going to say, a top options or most expensive option. It's got the nutrition coaching that you're looking for. It's got, uh, you know, accountability, 12-week upfront commitment, guaranteed results. Um, you get whatever, access to all of our group classes, 24-hour pass. You also get one personal training session per week. Or whatever. From there... You say, but we have all these other lower options here as well. Take a look. Let me know what you want to do. And it's going to be all defined very quickly, very easily. It's each lower option is just going to be lower commitment, right? There may be less products on there. One may not have nutrition coaching down at the bottom, whatever that is, whatever your products are. When that flow sits, you hand it over to them and then you shut up. And from there, they're going to make the choice. And they're going to make the choice based on their buying habits, budgets, all the other things. Now, the reason this is important, not just in them, kind of sliding into something that's maybe more expensive than the base offer. I think the really important thing about that is them choosing what they want instead of being coerced up a ladder, them really choosing that allows them to take ownership over this process. It goes, I made the step, not this guy drug me up there. Now it's a little more expensive than I want. Taking ownership over this process allows them to truly be committed because in fitness, we cannot just sell and let them sit back and get results. That's not how this works, right? They sell, we sell to them, they're buying and they have to recommit every day they come in. They need to commit every day to the coaching process. They need to commit to the diet. They need to do these things. And you need, it starts with that. If your sales process does not go in that way, you are not giving them a very good chance of success by putting people in products they don't want, don't understand, can barely afford. They're reaching or you just stuff too much. It's, Comes like selling supplements. It becomes that thing. Oh, you just buy all of our fucking ISA, Husa, Watsis, and Herba, Herba Revo, whatever shit is going. I don't even know what's out there anymore. What's the what's the other? What was the other heavy CrossFit one? What's the one with the R? I don't. Whatever it was, the all the worst shit. Right, Advocare was another great one. Yeah, Advocare. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's all trash. It all sucks, but you're just doing that if you're just forcing somebody into some kind of bait and switch shit and it gives them a very low chance of success. Well, what's important too is how you, the fact that it's structured this way and broken out this way allows it to feel very bespoke or customized, right? For the person that you're working with. And when that is happening, that allows you to then be able to work specifically with them to where you're not just shoving everything into a single offer or into a single thing that they can buy because that is the issue typically what we find is that people you do lots of things as a gym owner but you pump it all into like one single like mega unlimited super membership and you end up boxing out where if somebody's like well i don't really want that or i don't need this they do not connect with what you're trying to push them into yeah and so and there's also a mistake too where where you make that initial sale that initial sale that you make, that's not the last time that you're going to be having a conversation about this person's goals. So again, the idea of putting someone into an incredibly high pressure sales situation and only trying to push them into whatever your $600 challenge for six weeks is going to be like, all that that is, is that they have to bite the hook for that one single thing. And you're not going to expose them to anything else that you do. 
So this allows, as you allow someone to have the choice, you truly are allowing them to not only see everything that you have to offer, which is now completely different than before, based off of most of the offers or memberships that we see, because it's not just a proposal for a 20 day punch pass or 20 session punch pass. That means nothing. You can have a really robust, robust group class offering and have all these different classes and it's super great. But if it's just like, well, it's just, you know, just come in 20 sessions, whatever, and have them come in. It's super convenient. It's you, you, you lose anything that's now goal oriented. You yeah. might as well just be offering a place for somebody to come work out just generically. Yeah. Who are always and, pushing them. And you know, there, there's a thing in buying psychology that matters, right? People have buying habits. This is why this is structured that way. A top down offer, a most expensive offer all the way down because people's buying habits are what they are. We've talked about this in the past. Some are just, I'm big ticket, best product kind of guy. That's it. That's, that's what I want. I want the hot shit. Right. That is whatever I want. The nice people drive the nicest cars. Some people just drive the nicest car they can afford. Some people can afford anything. So they drive the nicest possible car they can get their hands on. Some people place very little value on how nice the car is or how, what it looks like. And they just drive around something that's reliable and it's okay. But people have their own buying habits and this allows them to actually take ownership of it and really feel connected to that step that they take. It's a very real concept in buying psychology. That's buyer's remorse. Everybody's had it, right? You buy something, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't need that. It's a bit more expensive, especially if you don't have a lot of money. Or if even if you have a lot of money, you buy something you don't need. There's a little bit of like, yeah, oh, fuck, right? And while that works in reality, if I sell someone a $100,000 car and they were really only hoping to spend 60 or 70, but they're like, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, they get this weird feeling about it. They can love the car, Right. But what happens six months down the road, eight months down the road? Maybe they're not as flush your cash. All of a sudden, you maybe kind of start to regret that purchase. Every time you write the check, go buy a boat. Or you write those, <laughs> write those boat, those fucking boat payment checks all winter yeah. long. Every month, you're like, fuck, fuck, I can't even use it. I can't even. Now, buyer's remorse is real. And I think that it's okay that it's an after effect in other forms of sales because you've already got all your money if you're the salesperson. They already have the result. They've got the hot car. They can experience that car whenever they fucking want. Buyer's remorse in the fitness industry is cancerous. Yes. It's a thing that we as fitness professionals have to absolutely avoid at all costs. We must because they have to constantly recommit every day in the kitchen. Every day they come into the gym. It is absolutely the way that they, that they keep this ball rolling because it is about consistency. John, how many of the things that you've bought in your life, if given a choice to have bought it or not, would you have chosen to chose to buy that thing three to four days a week for five years? Everything from the stereo in your car to the wheels on your car to your car itself to the TV you got right now. How many of those days, if Monday, Wednesday and Friday, you, you, you could decide to get your money back or, you know, are you into this? Right. There are several items that I yes. would probably get back. <laughs> yeah. But when this is your fitness, when this is your health, you lose. It's over. Yeah. It's over. That moment of buyer's remorse is a no-show. That now starts to become guilt. That starts to expand itself into food dysfunction, ignoring the coach, not doing the diet stuff. It sinks the fucking ship. And that's going to take us into this next step here, which is the quality of what the quality of your product is, which is results. It will yeah. sink your ship if you're starting by selling offers to people. And boxing them into shit that they that they will regret in the future, that they didn't choose, that they didn't have the opportunity to take ownership of. Are you sure you want this? You ready for this? All right. You know, that's we used to have to do this when I was doing repairs. And this is why I know this part of the buying psychology very much. When I used to work with a system similar to this in the like service industry, doing technical stuff for heating repairs, that type of shit. Buyer's remorse is a big deal, but it's also a big deal because these people aren't having like an awesome time. They're not buying something that they think is cool. They like yeah. their shit broke and it's 200 degrees in their house and they need it fixed now. And it's like, you know, one option that they can choose is $300. One option, the other options go up to $1,500 and they pick, say they pick somewhere in the middle, right? I would always have to say part of our sales script, our process was always after they'd pick, I would say, quote, and this isn't me like paraphrasing the qu exact quote if I remember correctly, was, okay, are you sure? You know we have these other options, and you hand them the thing again. 
and they and they say again we used to call this i think we called this one like the golden hammer or something and they would and they would go nope this one he says and you say and you look at him dead in the eyes and you say are you sure this is the one you want to go with and you're supposed to do it to the point where they basically there's actually like three times you loop this to the point where they basically say they would say tyler yes i'm sure like we need to be so sure that they're sure that they're mad about how sure they are but that's because <laughs> once your air conditioning works and i drive off and you're comfortable and you go that was expensive. It would have been nice if I had a few hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. I did now. Or I don't like how that went or, or, or whatever this is. That It's very important that those conversations be structured in a way that gives them ownership. And they need to own it. And in your sales process, ownership is not just about them walking away happy that they made that purchase. They need to be happy they made that purchase and happy with that process for the entire duration of their fitness journey. And that's... In my opinion, that's probably the most slept on thing in the fitness industry that people just fucking don't understand that concept. We just sell, sell, sell and think that someone buying gives them fucking op- gives them an opportunity to succeed. And it's like, no, the way you sold it, what you sold them into and how it's structured already, no matter how good the product is, has put them in a place to fail very likely. And yes. that's why the fitness industry is a kind of been a cancer on the health of this country. We have absolutely... We have make more money than any other fitness industry in the world. Like that's it, the most money per person. It's it. America kills it on fitness spending, and yet somehow we're going backwards. Fat as fuck. Fat as fuck. <laughs> you know. It it's really interesting too because it, it it highlights the fact that where we all know right. It's it's the alignment and how connected. Just like you said, how it is marketed, how everything is talked about all the pre-sales work that then leads to that person coming in and making the sale, the smoothness of that sale, of that process, and whether or not someone experiences that buyer's remorse, it's it's all connected. Because there's been, you've had moments, all of us have had moments where someone comes up and they practically are saying, take my money. Yeah. Can I please give you my money? And the success that that individual has, how you feel during the sales conversation, how you feel after you've made the sale, how they feel, everything's just like, this was fucking awesome. Yeah. How kill it. Cause it's so aligned. Enthusiastic sales where people are Correct. fired up with everything I offer them. It's because of this. Correct. Because they told me what they want and like, Oh shit, you do this. I need that. I just told you I need that. That's all. fuck. Yeah. And they just keep going. And, and if the money works, oh, I can't afford it. Let's do this. Like this will work. They should want the best things you have that align with what they need. What they can afford is a different story. But then because you've given them choices, they will spend what they can afford versus what kind of happens a lot in the DIY fitness gyms, you know, that type of thing. You're going to go in and like it's X amount per month. And from there, you better figure it out. Mm-hmm. you as the person and that's not a very exciting <laughs> guided there, there's you're not having a person taking you to the top of the mountain and showing you the view they're, they're they're going all right here's a key start fucking hiking loser see how you see how far you go man like that's a rough way to do it and you can't sell you can't sell quality right you can't sell results for a spot that that that's what you do and listen we i don't want someone talking to me about all the things that we're talking about for me to go train. I want a place that has the equipment that I need and I have a place that they'll leave me the fuck alone and I can put my headphones in and everyone can get fucked. That's, that's how I want to train, but I'm not who you're trying to attract because the majority of humanity is scared. And you know what, if you are, and we have 24 hour gyms, multiple 20, we have franchise locations and we have uh, mm-hmm. standalone gyms of 24 hour programs within our gear Academy. Um, what you do when you are, if so, if you're listening and you do have a 24 hour program, things like, it's, it's not that your product is bad. It's just that that's what your product is. Mm-hmm. First off. So what can you then do to add on to this? Then can you have a virtual product? Can you have, can you identify somebody else's plug and play nutrition? How are you, how are you giving them a good chance to succeed? Some of it's maybe it's just free resources that you do one and done because to scale, you can do it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you can do though in that capacity is you have a good ex- client experience. Is your place clean? Is your, are your people friendly? 
Like, is it a welcoming place? Do you still have people that because it was nice and welcoming and clean that they have a place to go in and work out four days a week and they have a good time and they've got these results and they, you know, I've been training for whatever to get on stage, my first physique show or whatever this is. And, and like, those are, those then are the stories you tell. Those are the people you're selling um, from a marketing standpoint. When you get in though, I still believe that in a product like that, they should have options. For sure. They should really have options. You know, John, in your case, if a place you had had like a place that you go to now, if there was a big man, stone lifting, log throwing crew, Mm -hmm. just got together Saturdays and that was it. And it cost you an extra 15 bucks a week. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. That kind of sounds pretty cool. I do that. Right. And if the same thing, if someone had a, and again, you don't need to, if you're in a, well, we we won't need to go too far into this stuff, but like, you don't have to make a bunch of new stuff, but just know that there are things that you can do to keep people engaged better for longer, which as like I said, we're going to get right down to the quality of what your product is. That quality is, exactly what we talked about john just wants a place to work out so what does quality mean to you john in that have, place, for you what do they have they have they, they have the equipment that i want it is the the right app like you said it's clean it's easy to get in it's i don't have a bunch of fucking people bothering me like it is i'm able to yeah it's those things are what matters so quality for me is i don't need to have somebody up my ass yeah yeah and maybe and maybe quality is the the Quality for some people is, you know what, I got a shower. It needs to be clean. Bathroom, sure. Are the bathrooms clean? Some, it doesn't matter at all. Some of them, I've, I've gone to some gyms where the gyms are great and it's nice and the toilets are just crushed. But it's like, hey, if I get it, man, I get it. You're our target demographic of people that crush toilets. Is the, is the, <laughs> is the, gym, is the gym open? Yes. Is it available when I need to be able to train based off my schedule? Yeah. What are the other clients like? Is it okay for me to be around them? Is it not? Yeah, am I scared? Not annoying though. Like, you know what I mean? There's some spots where I just can't, I can't put blinders on to just insane dog shit training all that often before I just, I can't be here. This, I will then know that this isn't for me. Is it messy? Do you have a culture of people cold, like very specifically that put away their stuff and clean up after their away. And, and when there's deviation that's going to happen, does your staff fill in that gap? Mm-hmm. If they don't, is it the people? Is it the staff? Is it both? It doesn't matter. Systemically, it needs to be better. Let me, t- I want to tell the story. So I haven't ever, I haven't even told you this, Tyler. So at the, out of the place that I train now, so this tells you about the quality. I don't, I don't work with their trainers. I'm friendly to everybody. I, I chat, whatever, <clears throat> but I'm head down and I lift. I'm there to do a job for an hour and a half and then I'm going to get the fuck out. And there was a high school kid that was constantly talking to me. And I won't be a dick to people. So I just, it's kind of just make it a big deal. Oh, this is important enough for me to take my headphone out and then have you talk mm-hmm. to me some more. And so it got to the point to where one of the coaches saw that this was constantly happening. So I'm back into the rack and I'm lifting and I see the coach come over and, and now my music has stopped because I have, if you don't film yourself lifting, you, yeah. it didn't happen. And so now I can't listen to music because I have to, you know, do this and pretend with my headphones in. Brought to you by the Midio app. That's video with an M that allows you to solve that problem for just one ninety nine. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell how much of a problem is that I've never looked for a solution. Yeah. Anyway, so I can hear the conversation and the coach comes up to him and goes, stop fucking talking to him <laughs> all the time. Good. Leave him alone. And that was it. So like, for me, it's like, I, I never had to address it. The dude never, the kid never had to come apologize. The coach never had to say anything. It was just, was like, it ended it. Nailed and it. for me, that's, that's quite like the idea is that it is, do you have coaches that are watching? They're keeping track of the members that are there and yeah. they are, you know what I mean? Not just letting bullshit slide. Yeah. And I think for you guys that are selling a coached product, which I still think sits in the vast majority of the clients that John and I have Um, a coached product is a pro is the, I think it should be a component of every gym that John and I really want to work with. Eventually I think it should be a target. Some people want one-on-one attention, need it, whatever that is, group fitness community. There's too many benefits to having an actual service Mm -hmm. that's being delivered by a human to just completely bake that out of your, out of your gym. But um, when you're selling a coached product, then is the coaching good? Yeah. First off, Here's the other thing. Define what good is. And this is the thing that everybody misses. Good doesn't mean this person knows how to teach this type of thing with the squat or this person is 
knows how to fix the shoulder here, this or that, or this. It's not about what you know. Good coaching has very little to do with what you know. It only has to do with what you can help somebody achieve. Bingo. That's a hard stop. There's all sorts of personality things being, they should be friendly. They should be nice. Listen, if you're a real dick and you are just the best at getting people, if you have 10 people that have lost 50 pounds this year and you have Mm -hmm. all of those testimonials and all of those before and after pictures and like word on the street is that you're still kind of an asshole, you will still get so many people that want to work with you. Correct. So, and I'm not saying, I think that you should be good as a human also, I think that's a part of it. But I just know that when I hear other coaches talk about who's a good coach, I'm like, are you being coached by them? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're only compelled to speak on their behalf about their own wisdom, which means nothing. The only thing that matters goes back to the marketing. What can you do for them? Have you done it before? Do you prove to me that you can do it? Um, is that the thing that I want done? And you know, this is true. And this is true across the board because we all know those places. My, my father-in-law ran a hot dog stand off of Lake Michigan for over 32 years, right? In the reviews that they would get, it was always be prepared. The big guy is mean. (laughs) It was still a five-star review. Yeah. Cause it was the food kicks ass. Everyone loves the food just be prepared. He's a dick. Like it just was like, don't come to the window and not know your order. So it it was one of those things where, again, the quality, what the result was of the purchase spoke for itself. It didn't matter. And people that got butthurt was like, oh, he's so so mean. It's like, shut the fuck up. Just know what you want to order. And then it's not a problem. So we all- Would it be better if those people had a positive experience with the human across the way? Totally. Absolutely. But just know- they're there for fucking hot dogs. Correct. Not hugs. No, no, because it doesn't matter how nice they no, are. You're getting hot dogs at a goddamn hot dog stand because you don't get enough hugs. Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be very clear. That is a direct <laughs> replacement for the hugs you didn't get, dude. What are you putting in your body? I'm but sure the family biz. But, but no, it's all right. But the reality is, is what if it was hugs? What yeah. if it was? What if he was super sweet? What if they were so yeah. nice? And their food was fucking dog shit. Be over. Be over. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. And, and I want to I bring this back because you, you, you said something that was really good on the buyer remorse piece. When you drove away in the HVAC business and someone's like, oh, man, like this was this a good idea or a bad idea? If I was really fucking hot or I was really fucking cold because my shit broke and now it's working, it's I'm so happy that I just spent yeah. $500 because that's now done. And it's over with. So the result that I was looking for, I got it. And how fast I got it. If I had to pay you and you fucking left and it wasn't fixed yet, it'd be a much different feeling. I have a client currently getting uh, flooring done in their house. Supposed to take six working days. Uh, That was before the 4th of July. Then the entire 4th of July week off. And then now it's another week. And like house is nearly unusable. At this point, they like living in a goddamn job site. Why? Well, the execution on it sucked. No matter how good the product is in the end, right now, you're going to be very displeased with this person all the way through. So even if if you muff up the actual process, if it is miserable, no matter how good the product is, it still sucks. Two years from now, they're, though, they're still not going to remember how much of a pain in the ass it was to have to basically stay somewhere else for half their fucking summer. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to sit and they're going to look forward. Oh, this is pretty awesome. I'm never going to hire that fucking guy again, though. I'm going to tell you that. But and they're not going to refer him out. No, but in regards to what is good coaching, right? What is what is good coaching? I think that those outcomes matter. You need to then talk about the context. Okay, when I got into heating and air conditioning, moved over to the technical side with no formal education, but then I spent 12 years doing it. Okay, what nobody sat me down and told me, Tyler. This is how refrigerant acts. And via changes of pressure can absorb heat and moisture and transfer it from in and out using either water or air as immediate, whatever. That's nobody ever explained to me actually how it works. I was fixing things very much so not understanding really any of the science. There was just numbers I needed, things to be at, numbers and temperatures and pressures and things that I understood what those needed to be to get me. I had no fucking idea really what was going on. Right. 
and yet I would say probably the most qualified technician for that like level of stuff very specifically that was around. And so, but the reason I was able to accomplish so much more than my fundamental knowledge base, right? Because if you only got a few years in and you got to work on some shit, you can't, I don't got 20 years. I just don't have 20 years. So how do I still fix it? Right? How does it work? By solving the problems in front of you when they're in front of you. And this is a thing we talk about. We in training coaches and all this stuff is when you're worried about whether your coaches are doing a good job or whether they're good coaches, it's not about how much they know. Who are they working with right now? Okay. What's going on? How are, is this person not improving? What do we need to do differently? Are the people getting hurt when they're working with this coach? Are they, or even not a person understand, are they not having fun? Are they having fun? How do you know this? Are you watching them? Are you observing them? Are you shadowing some of their classes or program or uh, private sessions? Are you getting maybe like quarterly feedback from their clients? Anonymous feedback about their clients from their clients? Are you having them or are you having conversations with their clients about their goals? Right? Does that live somewhere that if you have a client that would really when they came in wants to lose 20 pounds and fit into the dress? Is there a check in at some point where like, hey, How's, how is the weight? How is the dress? Are we about there? What can we do to make sure? I know you came in and that was important to you. Right. What, what can we do to make sure that we're getting this done? And when people miss that and they worry about teaching about muscles, if you're naming muscles, I don't give a fuck and neither does your clients. Being smart does not matter at all compared to what you can do for them. So if you want your coaches to be good and your coaching product to be good, you need to understand that the system that you're creating for quality assurance is about the people they're working with now. Say, what is their experience? What results are they getting? What results do they desire? Can we rectify any gaps that are, that are, that are in there with what we want? And that needs to be your system. And that can't just be a thin idea that you have. It needs to be a conversation when you're having a coach's meeting. That's what needs to go on in your coach's meeting. How is Stephanie doing? She came in. I know her cholesterol is quite a bit better, but what's she what's she want to do now? I don't really mm-hmm. know. What's next? Are we just going to let her spin her tires? Like, ask her what's she, what's she looking to do, or maybe shoot her. Then I'll you know what I'll shoot her an email as the owner, because you know you can't tell me as your coach. It's fine. I'll shoot her an email. Say, hey, I know we caught up. It's great seeing your cholesterol numbers that have gotten better stuff. What are you looking to accomplish next? We want to make sure that we're here for you. Okay, that we're here to help you with your next big goal, whatever that may be. So if you want to have a chat with me or coach Steve or whatever, um, please let us know or reply right in this email and just let me know what you kind of want, what you want to do this next few months. So we can make sure that you're reaching your goals. You accomplishing the things that you pay us to help you accomplish is important to us at this gym. That's it. They need to know that. And if they know that they're going to feel heard, they're going to feel guided towards a place that they want to be guided to. And they're going to invest every step of the way. And, and when you treat people like that, when you treat every single person like that, you don't have to worry about like, how's the community doing? How's, how are they doing? How do they feel? What, what's going on? Like it's when you're that invested and it's at the end of the day, here's what's crazy. It feels like you're so invested to the person receiving that level of care. It's like, God damn, that's aw- like, it, it, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside. The grand scheme of things, let's step back. How much work is that? Fucking none. By the it's way, like, that, email, that email is the same email. <laughs> it goes out to everybody. That email alone changed out person's specific goals that were on the spreadsheet you put in when you entered their file when they came in. Bingo. And then you're done. And send yeah. that out quarterly off to everyone. Jesus. I mean, it's not that hard. And, and those are the systems, right? That Like that's when we talk about systems. Yeah. It is custom instead of the systems being this thing where man you got to fucking start over worse you have to pull all your shit apart because now you're trying to do this new system and this new concept or whatever and it's super complicated it's like no where are you at now how do we build a system around that because at the end of the day there's so many different ways every every consultant every business every concept has 15 fucking ways that you could go about doing it yeah but it truly is. There's just a couple of core things that matter. And I think that that's what we're getting into. Like the core point of this, of just how you should be as an individual and how you should care for people. That ends up being those guiding principles that then result in your marketing, how you talk about, how you do your sales. Exactly. 
And, and, and this flows back up as well. Now I'll touch on this very quickly, but if you're getting to the point where your coaches, when you're actually worried about quality assurance, instead of just dropping workload and clients onto your coaches and then hoping things go well, you start turning up the volume because you're doing a bunch of turn and burn marketing and getting low quality leads and stuffing people into products they don't want, but you're getting a lot of them. And they're people that aren't really trying to connect with the coaches because they're not invested. Maybe they feel duped. They feel stuck there. They don't come that often because they're not really into it. They weren't bought in really to begin with. So they're just kind of there because these are disinterested clients. These are tough to coach. These are people that are low effort people. Your coaches are going to hate that. And there's a ton of them. If they're running group classes. There's going to be a ton of them. And if you're not having a quality assurance conversation every week with every single coach that covers all these facets, client success, how are you doing? How's the workload? What are, what are the quality that people are getting in? And they're going to say, this person is really frustrating. It's like they don't want to be here. They, they grumble about how much it was all the time. And class is full. They suck at moving. They have injuries. I can't get them. I can't hardly get them moving. And I've got 15 people in every class. This is tough. And if you don't have that conversation from both ends, from top to bottom and from the bottom up, you're going to be stuck, like most people, constantly, especially when you try to scale, constantly being behind the eight ball when it comes to hiring new coaches and having enough staff. Because you're just you're going to bury the good ones because they actually give a shit and they can't just do this mindless, I don't give a shit, come do some jazzercise class and then I'll go to my day job afterwards. A good coach who gives a shit, that's, it will drive him insane. It will drive him crazy. If he's if he has to do a shitty job because of the workload you're putting on or the types of clients or the situations you're putting. In. Yeah. So that's an issue you need to be out in front of to defend your coaches as well as defending your brand because your clients getting a bunch of people who don't have a chance of succeeding and tricking them. Okay. Uh, is going to trash your brand because there's just not enough people in a, in a tight radius within your gym. It's just not, you can't turn and burn. You cannot have, a bunch of people failing and spending a lot of money failing at your facility. You cannot, you need to be the place to very quickly. It's fucking awesome. Okay. The end. The end. Speaking of fucking awesome, get in the gear Academy where all these gyms that are doing fucking awesome things and making fucking awesome money doing it. And that aren't just being shady like the other folks out there. Uh, the Gear Academy is a place to be. You can go to gymownersrevolution.com. Link is in our description for all that. Join the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Link is also in the description. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F, I and Stone. And John? You can follow me at jbanksfl on Instagram. <sighs> Just another rant-heavy episode, guys. We You're did welcome. it. <laughs> You're right. welcome. See you next week. See you next week. <clears throat>